0: Welcome to Oh It's Me, I'm the Red Flag, the ultimate spot to hear me reveal all the ways I've been getting in my own way the last 40 years. I'm your host, Kristen Autnery, and what I have learned is that ignoring the red flags in life is easy. It's also the quickest way to create a reality that you don't want to be in. So whether you're here looking to manifest love, improve your mindset, or just laugh at the dumb shit I do, then you're definitely in the right place. My guest this week is De'Ara Story, who is just a peach of a human being. She and I are actually coaches in the same business academy, which is where we met. And she works with moms who want to build the dream life they crave by unlocking their mind, body, and soul and showing up as themselves. You can find her at It's dierra Story on Instagram. And she has a kick-ass podcast called Mama Fire. Of course, all of that info is going to be in the show notes. And like the rest of us, De'Ara is learning to step completely into her authenticity without apologies and show up in a fierce way in this season of her life. We talked everything from how motherhood can create the illusion that you need to shrink yourself to be good at it, to going deep on first dates for connection, setting intentions, vulnerability, sex, and a few extra surprises. Overall, the tough stuff that life throws at us is our opportunity to grow and build the belief that it's making room for all of the good stuff that we want. Happy potting! Let us know what you think. Oh, and Diera's voice cuts off in the beginning for whatever reason, but don't worry about it. You're only missing her talking about the weather in Hawaii. Yeah, collective eye roll. Okay, stay tuned. Sierra, how are you? Good. How's Hawaii in the nice, warm weather? A
1: cold. And when I say cold, oh, okay. you laugh at me yeah like you don't know what cold is no no no. the clouds are out you know what's so funny is like people think when you have to put on socks that it means it's cold here (laughs) i have four pairs of socks on (laughs) i don't that's not true but it's like 72 that's cold for us yeah i think it's
0: it's still in the 30s here
1: Mm, that actually sounds lovely i'd love to put on a nice like like, Puppered jacket and you know, some boots sounds fun. I do
0: like that I get to wear my hat like my winter hat because I was living in San Diego for so long. Mm. Um, and now I'm back on the east coast and I'm like, Ooh, it's hat season. And then I'm outside for 10 minutes and I'm like, This sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so
0: it has its ups and downs. Totally. Um, but anyway, okay, so today we're diving into dating which yes. I think is going to be interesting and awesome because you're like kind of getting back into it. And I've technically been in it for like ever, but I don't even really
1: date. <laughs> getting back into it is funny for me because I've never dated Kristen. Literally never. I am a serial monogamous. I have been in a relationship for what feels like my entire life, age 15 to like oh my a, year, a year ago I'm not even joking like high school sweetheart like fell in love and then right after that as that was like slowly ending a new love fell in love again and then as that relationship was ending there was like a very short period of time around like five months when I was in my early 20s it was 21 or 22 where I was single and having fun and then all of a sudden like this dreamy perfect man moved into my house and fast forward he became my husband and you know we had a child together and 13 years later we both it was a very mutual decision where we both decided that this just like wasn't it for us and of course it was like a messy few years of Leaning out, leaning back in, especially when you have a child. Yeah, really I trying to now na- trying to navigate and figure out like, okay, should we like really? And we did. We gave it everything we had. We went to therapy. We saw a few therapists, more of like a somatic healer, and then more of like a traditional, very untraditional type of therapy. We really did it all. And I know, you know, on my end, I feel really grateful having walked away you know, we separated in January of this year, having walked away, knowing that I gave it everything I had and, and really yeah. tried to make it work, especially for my daughter. Cause you know, that's going to be challenging her growing up with, with two homes. And while there's so much love and she really, because she's so young, she's old, she just turned four. She doesn't re- she doesn't understand. So I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for that. And also, yeah, it's like, just knowing that we both gave it our best shot and we both like want more for ourselves I am such a hopeless romantic at the end of the day I love love and I (laughs) I love love that (laughs) I'm such a dork like I really do. you're awesome
0: (laughs) it's awesome
1: Maybe I've watched too many romantic comedies, but I just, yeah, I love love and, and I'm in a place like, yeah, I, you know, had many dark nights of the soul and a lot of unpacking and unraveling parts of my identity, as you said, you know, I've never lived on my own and under like feeling comfortable and confident and safe. And like excited to be on my own, and to I'm in no rush to find. Like, yes, I love love, but I'm in no rush. I'm having fun, and I'm in a place now where dating is super fun, and it's still very new for me. So I love this subject. I'm really excited to talk about all these things. And
0: me too, open
1: book. (laughs) But you and I have we've kind of
0: dived, dove into this. We've kind of gotten into this a little bit offline and where you are and like I can feel your excitement and I'm so excited for you because you're really like you're not even dipping your toe in you're just like I'm going skinny dipping like I'm just I'm fucking going for it and
1: it, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like all the things that it's funny when you were talking about like you're like I had this five month stint where I was like you know having fun I'm like oh that was her hoe phase <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Meanwhile much. you're like I kissed so three nice. people. <laughs> but I feel no, like I... it's like
1: yeah.
0: you're just like letting this this I mean in my course I call it your inner badass but it's just like this authentic mm. version of you where you're like I need to explore these things because I think you know from what we've talked about you realize there were things that you weren't getting from past relationships where you're like it's okay for me to put this on the table and for me to Live this authentically, even if it's not forever. But it's like, let me put out all these desires that I have, and you know, some of them we talked about included sex as well, which I I think as women we're so afraid to like push out there because we don't. We think our thoughts are our own, and then you know we look at society, and and then it's like, oh, maybe that's why I think this way, and you don't have to. And it's like, so now I feel like you're pushing this boundary, at least within yourself, of like, let's explore this and i freaking yeah. love it i'm here for it
1: yeah i think back to the hoe phase yes you're so <laughs> so accurate just to touch on that a little bit like i also moved to a sea town park city utah which for the winter time is like 70 percent men and because it's like it draws that makes you know, sense the yep. and the snowboarders so it just happened to be like the perfect place for me to have fun in that way, and yeah, looking back on that, I like just have a huge smile on my face because it was so fun. And now, you know, being in my mid thirties, that like I was, I was in my early twenties, and you don't know who you are when you're in your early twenties; you're figuring Ow. it out. And you know, motherhood for me really was like a necessary part of my own evolution. To really peel back a lot of layers of my identity and realize, wow, I put myself in a tiny little box. And I think for a lot of women, this is pretty common. We put ourselves in these like little boxes that society tells us is acceptable. You know, you find your man, you get married, you have a baby, you do the things you think you're supposed to do. And for me, I did all those things, I checked all those boxes, and I woke up one day feeling like not understanding why I was so unhappy and unfulfilled, And that was extremely confronting for me in a lot of ways. I had to face off with some of like, you know, the shadow aspects of myself that I pushed down and avoided and abandoned for a really long time. Because I think as women were, we, again, like we put ourselves, The perfect wife, the perfect mom. We have to be fit. We have to be sexy. We have to be a good host. We have to like wear all these hats and we can move through the motions and you can get lost in it. Where it's like, do I really enjoy this? Like, does this fill me Mm -hmm. up? Is this even me? And I started asking myself a lot of those questions. And as I was diving into the depths of all of that, realizing, oh, okay, like, I don't, I actually don't enjoy all of this and I'm actually not fulfilled in this way. And as I started, I also really struggled. And this is a generational thing with women in my family of not voicing our needs, not voicing our desires. And for the first time I started speaking up and it again was super messy because I didn't have the language or even have the tools to have those types of conversations. And over time, Like it did take years. It took a couple of years for me to really get to like the root of who am I at this phase in my life and what am I looking for and what do I want for myself? And at the end of the day, like, let's be honest, we are sexual beings. We like, oh, don't we I know cra- it? <laughs> <laughs> we crave that. And
0: yeah, I mean,
1: there's, there's such a stigma around like, oh, you mm-hmm. like you have to be sexy, but don't be too sexy. And you have to be like a freak in the bed, but don't show that on the outside because then you're a slut. So it's like this super weird dance where we have to like figure out where we live within that and this season of life for me has been really stepping into it and being like proud of it. And it's such a beautiful thing. Like if this speaks to anybody, like just know that if you have any of those deep desires inside, like start speaking about them with people that feel safe or comfortable for you. Because let me tell you, it is so magnetic. Like it is amazing the people that have stepped into my life, even in the last like month, as I have fully embraced this part of myself. And, you know, we can, <laughs> we can go to some of these places. I know we talked about this offline a little bit, but <laughs> for me, like, and our business coach, Oh, you know, we had a like year end, I'm just going to kind of speak to him a little bit. We had the, that year end, coaching call where he brought up like what is your shit your pants desire and and of course like you know I I don't love the term shit your pants desire it feels very masculine and kind of whatever and
0: unsexy for a man or a woman like please don't shit your pants around me if you desire something don't I don't want any poop involved
1: Oh, absolutely not. Maybe we could come up for a better term, but like you get the, I understand why you landed on that. You get the point. It's like, what is your deepest desire that brings up so much fear or like nervousness in your body that you like haven't allowed to exist. And for me, that was my curiosity around like women. And I think I've felt this way for a long time, but I it felt so naughty or so like wrong or not allowed for me because I had been living this certain way for so long that I felt like if mm-hmm. I brought that to the surface, you are not allowed so to change. Much...
0: God, no, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. That there'd be so be much the judgment. same person
0: for a hundred years, <laughs>
1: always, always. Yeah, because people get uncomfortable <laughs> if you start changing because then yeah. they have to look, they have to look at themselves and and question their own life choices and decisions. But so that has been that that's my (laughs) shit your fans desire is just leaning into that a little bit and so I've just been having some fun conversations and um you know nothing's happened quite yet but I and I don't know if it will necessarily but I'm just curious and I'm and I'm like yeah just sort of leaning into what that could possibly look like and if that's something that may like be fulfilling for me
0: yeah I I just love it so much that you're just like hey I just I want to explore something new. I mean mm-hmm. I, to me it's like no different than like I don't know, I'm in I'm in sales and I want to be in marketing. Like I just want to try it. I just want to see what it's like. Maybe I like it. Maybe I'm really good at it. Maybe it's what's meant for me, you know? It's like it's no different and it's just I don't know because it's of a sexual nature or I I, I don't know because it's not what fits in that box for you like you're but you're a wife and you have a husband and you like men and you have a child like you can't step outside of that and I just love that you're like fuck it there are no rules like I'm gonna do it
1: yeah yeah and it has to
0: feel just like so liberating even just to talk about it even if you don't do it just to talk about it and be like this is I just this is what I'm thinking about right now
1: (laughs) yeah it's so Absolutely. Liberating is, is the perfect word because I have just been talking about it and allow, and even just from expressing that and talking about it, it is like the people in my life. Like I have so many, I'm so grateful for like the relationships and friendships and, and family that I do have around me because they are all just loving it. Like they're just, when I talk about it, they're oh, just a so huge cool huge smile on their face of like I love this for you there's been no (laughs) shame there has been no like oh I'm scared or like this makes me uncomfortable I haven't received any of that and I built up that story in my mind of like if I talk about this I'm gonna be shamed I'm gonna be abandoned you know we think we'll be like exiled Mm -hmm. from society if we start talking about some of these like deep desires that we have inside and I really think like also the beauty of like the time that we are all living in, it, it's like there, the last few years, you know, whatever you want to call it, I think so many people have awakened to like, what is really important for me? How do I want to spend the rest of my life? I don't want to hide and numb or abandon parts of myself. I want to allow all of it to shine through. And what does that look like for me? And the last few months where I really have leaned into this and stepped into it all, it like, As I said, like is so magnetic. The like right people have come into my life, and the the people that like are going to judge or may shame you. That honestly, you don't want those people around. You don't want those people in your life
0: because if if they're telling you you can't be who you want to be, even if it's just for like a short period that you want to be this and you want to try something, and they're saying no. First of all, that's a reflection of their inability to step outside of their own box. And two, it's like, you're not really being authentic with those people, then like you're not, it's just it's a fake relationship, really, because one or both of you is just shrinking yourself to make the other one happy and comfortable, which is not truth and authenticity. And it, it is it's hard to let go of people that have been around for yeah. a long time. And it's scary. So yeah, you know, I, I think there's a part of you that needs to honor that as well. But it yeah, I, when you <laughs> this year has been like a purge for me and this by the way dear and I know each other from the business group that we were talking about we both are under the same business coach right now and one of the things I have been able to manifest into my life is this group it's one of the few things this year like I have just purged and purged and purged everything in my life and it it was kind of like my one little saving grace that I'm like oh my god these people are like a breath of fresh air um and they're allowing me to be myself more and more and more. Even if it's just on Zoom, I can't imagine what's going to happen in real life. <laughs> um, but that, I, like, yes, it's amazing when you're like, oh, I, it's okay for me to just be me and, like, be silly and be goofy and whatever it is. Like, it, it's safe. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep yeah. going. But it, it takes, you know, that internal peace and that courage to get yourself there. And then once you get there and like people start to accept you and it's like, Oh, this is really cool. And it feels really good. Like I want to let more authenticity out. Um, so it's really cool that you're doing that.
1: I love that you talked about shrinking yourself because I think as women, we, I've seen so many women, myself included for such a long time shrink who we are because we're afraid if we're too much, that you know the world tells us don't be too much don't be too loud don't take up too much space and when you fully step into like the true authentic version of yourself that like highest I know that this is like you know this language gets thrown around quite a bit but like the highest version of yourself it's so true like the right people when you lean into that the right people will come your way and yeah that the business container that we're a part of like the level of like love and support between all of us to, and we don't have to like agree on every little thing, but it's, I mean, we do agree on a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things that are in that group that are so
0: controversial. I mean, to anybody really, like there's a lot of hot topics that are like triggers for people, but it's cool to have a group that is open to listening and then understanding and not at least trying their best not to like react and judge which is really cool and different too because
1: totally and it's just that idea of like cheering each other on like that is so powerful like you know you spoke about that group but like I'm also so grateful for everyone there as well because I don't know if I would have, I think I would have gotten here eventually, but because I have the right people in my life that I feel so loved and supported by, and I know have my back with whatever it is that I choose to lean into and stand tall in, like that feels so, it's like it's so empowering. And it also is a reminder of like, if there is anybody trying to bring you down, it's like, you're not meant for me and no judgment. I wish you love and happiness in your own life. But like, we're, we're not, we're not meant to have like a close relationship or friendship and that's okay. But I, I really only want to surround myself with people that like energize and lift me up and cheer me on and love and support me yes and that
0: that's actually something i teach in my course like pay attention to how you feel when you leave somebody consistently because like you know we all have bad days like sometimes we drain each other that's okay but is it a consistent thing like if you are constantly just exhausted when you leave somebody's presence that's a very telltale sign of whether or not they are really mentally healthy for you um and i think going back to our our topic i think we do this as women a lot in dating. Because we don't let ourselves out and because we're told not to let ourselves out and then we meet somebody that we think fits kind of this mold that we want and we we don't let ourselves out and then we stick around and we're drained because we're constantly trying to become a version of ourselves that we think they want, which is actually an us problem, not them, but. These are all the things that, you know, it's really important to pay attention to when you're going out and trying to meet somebody, because nobody teaches us how to like fall in love properly. I mean, yeah. in a weird sense, I envy the people that, you know, grew up in a stable, secure environment and like really know themselves and authentically can just call somebody in that, that they want and they manifest their life. And I'm like, how did you do that with no pain um, or very little pain? But then I'm like, I feel so grateful for this journey and like now i know the polarity of it like not knowing myself and now like really knowing myself and it's cool to feel that that duality or that shift within because that's been a really cool thing and i think a lot of people in our group have experienced that at some point where they're like whoa i don't have to live like this
1: yeah totally and i think like in dating especially If you're unsure of who you are or you're still figuring it out, it becomes like that's a really tough situation to be in because you could shift and mold yourself to fit into the box that the other person wants you to be. Versus when you approach dating where you do fully know who you are and what you like will and won't accept, you can stand so tall in all of you and just like. you're not you're not like desperate to find somebody instead you're like I am attracting I am so good on my own my life like I'm thriving by myself and I want to attract somebody that is in alignment with me or is even like a step above that's inspiring that I can learn from and grow with and evolve with and If that person doesn't love and accept all of my parts, then you're not meant for me. And I don't need to spend any more of my time getting to know you. And it's no like knock on that person, but it's really just like knowing what you're looking for and feeling like confident enough to walk away if somebody is matching that for you.
0: Totally. And it's so hard to do. I, and I also think it requires a large amount of that feeling of abundance, you know, mm-hmm. like not because I lived in this space for so long where I would meet somebody and I wouldn't even know him, but I would just write the story of him because, you know, he, we had good conversation or we had good chemistry and connection and he was probably tall and hot and good in bed and all of these things that would combine that I'd be like, this is my person Because my programming just didn't know how to really uncover what my person really was. So I would hold on to this thinking there will never be another. Like my brain was just living in such lack. And I really, I still have to overcome that um, because I still write stories. I'm conscious of it now, but it's like, I would cling to that story of this person who was just a character that I created because I didn't really know them. And now it's like okay, if this person isn't your person, your person is coming, and just that mm-hmm. shift is like whew, that settling of like I'm not going to be alone forever, you know the the there's so many men out there, so many men out
1: there, so many there are so many there's so many gotta great be men. right for me. <laughs> oh, uh, I know
0: so I'm finding more and more men. of them. It's it's amazing, and it's
1: that's where it's fun. It's like how mm-hmm. can I when you approach it. That lens. Like, I had a date last night that was so fun. I had so much fun. I, I yeah, laughed. we even talked about it yet. <laughs> I know. We laughed. am so excited. Like, <laughs> we, we both, uh, you know, I, because I am so <laughs> secure in who I am and how I want to spend my time and what I'm looking for. And if you are not an energetic match for me, that, Cause I've gone on a couple dates before. I honestly haven't been on that many dates. It's still pretty, pretty fresh for me, but a a couple dates prior where it just wasn't there. There wasn't like that chemistry there. And last night was the first time where I like, I felt that chemistry and we just had fun. It's we're not like, we're not, you know, planning to get married tomorrow. Like there's none of that. There's none of that story. It's just like, he was on the same page as, as me of like, let's just have fun together. Let's get to know each other and like, see where this goes. And when you both, uh, uh, when you approach dating in that way of like, I just want to have a whole lot of fun. Then, and yes. of course, like we're, we're always going to write stories in our head. We're always going to be, you know, thinking through like, hmm, could I see myself with this person? Like, do they have what I'm looking for? Like, that's not going to go anywhere, but it is important to like silence that as much <clears throat> as you can, especially in the moment. And just mm-hmm. like, yeah look look to it of like I just want to have fun and then it's way less serious I think as humans we tend to take ourselves so damn seriously and we worry and we get caught up in the loop of fear and all the things and Mm -hmm. the most like important I think for dating especially is like how can I make this fun even if this isn't my person like, how can I have fun right now? Because this is like, I'm choosing to spend my time with this person. So I'm saying when you say yes to something, you're saying no to a whole bunch of other things. So if you are choosing to spend your time on a date or hanging out with somebody, like how can you enjoy it as much as possible?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I the, the thing that I will say, I think the word fun scares the shit out of most women. Guys get excited by that word girls get scared shitless. And I think it's just, you know, it's societal factors because we feel that pressure to like have it all figured out and do all the things. And, you know, and it, it it is scary when you're like, oh, my God, what if this isn't meant to happen for me and I want it so bad? Um, I'm curious, do you talk about what you want on a first date, like long term? Is that something you bring up with a guy? Have you not? Do you plan on it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love deep conversations. Like if you want to talk about surface level bullshit, I am not your person. And like, no, (laughs) no, no, no knock to you. Like, that's fine. I think a big part of our society gets a little uncomfortable going below the surface. But I'm going to dig and i think just you know in like the world that you and i work in the coaching mm-hmm. world like we want to get to know people i really want to know you and yeah. i i honestly believe that everybody wa- craves that we cra- we're we crave connection and yeah. to really feel connected to somebody you have to go to those places and like, what, like, tell me, what is your biggest fear? Like, or what do you worry about? Or yeah, all the things like, honestly, for me, nothing is off the table. And if you feel uncomfortable by me asking you, like, what do you want for your life or what are your dreams or what's your biggest fear? Or do you want children? Like whatever the question is, then you've got some work to do, honey. And we're, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we're just, we're not it. Like I'm Bye, not for you. boo. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no i
0: i completely agree and full circle back to what we were talking about earlier i think again i know i did this where it was hard for me to claim that desire to say on a first date like yes i want to get married and i want to have children yeah like those are the things i want because we're taught that that is too much don't be too much too quick and then it was like okay well let me see how this is gonna play out but then it's like this chicken or the egg egg kind of thing where it's like, I'm going to see how this is going to play out, but I don't even know what he wants. And do do we want the same thing? And then, you know, you make yourself crazy in this spiral of like, holy crap. And then it's imploding before anything's even started because you've built up so much like stress and anxiety inside. And this is my personal experience, you know, again, just because I didn't know what I didn't know and how to navigate through all this. And when this is mainly when I would really feel that connection with somebody. And, or think that they were super attractive or they had a lot of qualities that I thought I liked. So yeah, it was that just like overwhelmed for me. And I didn't know how to manage that. And I'm still learning. I'm sure once my person shows up, he's going to have to deal with some things and we're going to have to work through some stuff. But I think the first thing is like, you, you have to know what you want. Like at this point, it's like, if a guy doesn't want to get married and doesn't want to have a family he's a no, that's a non-negotiable for me. You know, like I don't, I don't want that now. So I think having those conversations without expectation of the other person's answer is make that your norm on the first date. Like it's like you said, like if, if we don't really get deep on the first date to some extent,
1: yeah, I don't, what,
0: like, where do we go from here? You know, I I want to feel that like all the way down there. I want to feel something.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. And there's such an energetic, like there's a big difference between interrogating somebody of like, do you (laughs) want kids? Do you want to get married? You know, and just checking off all the like questions that you want answered versus having fun with it of like, How do you want to live your life like the rest of your life? Like, what do you, you know, there's such a where do you see yourself in
0: five years? There, it's energy doesn't lie. You can ask the question in the exact same wording, your energy will tell him or her everything that they need to know. Or it's like, woof, okay, you are looking to like hook and. (laughs) just sink me for the rest I am like no thank you too much pressure I can't be responsible for your happiness I need to go yes absolutely
1: exactly it goes it goes both ways like if you were on a date and a guy all of a sudden you felt so pressured like he wants to get married tomorrow wants to start like pumping out kids even though I do still want those things I don't know if I'm necessarily going to get married again but likely because again I love love and you love love (laughs) I, I, you know, I'll certainly like, I plan to slow it down. I'm in zero rush. But if that comes up again, like, absolutely, I'm open to it all. But if somebody approached a first date with me in that way, and I felt like pressure from them and like rushed, like they were in a hurry that would be very off-putting for me as well. So it goes both ways. And I think we we need to have awareness around like how are we showing up? And something that's been huge for me is Setting intentions before I step into any situation. I've been doing this a lot lately before I get out of my car. Every time I get out of my car, it could be the smallest thing, like I'm going to Whole Foods, but I will say to myself, okay, what is my intention right now? And maybe it's just to like smile at one person, or it is like, I want to, you know, I'll put my AirPods in and I want to listen to a podcast or music and I want to have fun. Like, whatever the thing is, setting an intention before you step into a situation can be super helpful. Because then you can kind of remind yourself of like, ooh, I think I'm getting off track here. Like, let's reel this back in. And if your intention is just to like have fun and get to know somebody that, you know, that that's you can't go wrong with that. And if somebody's put off by that energy, then again, like that's not your person. And I've also recognized that like the younger, um, the people that are a little bit younger. And also, I don't know if you want to talk about dating apps, but I, I think like that's kind of a fun, funny conversation because it's such. Again, like I was in a 13 year relationship, there was no such thing as a dating app when I was single prior, so this is a new world for me. Super weird, man. DR,
0: you really missed out. I'm telling (laughs) you,
1: I think it's so fun, it's super weird, and like there's parts of it that are a little weird. Some of the messages that I get, but it also is like you can put like if somebody writes don't want children i have a four-year-old you're immediately a no for me yeah which kind of is help. it's helpful it like weeds people out i think if you go
0: into it with the intention and the sole intention like the end all be all intention is to have fun you can do that um i know even i have gotten on there like when i'm going through something or you know something didn't work out over here. And I'm like, okay, let's fill this void with dating apps. But I'm instantly like, Oh, nope, this is not going where I want it to go. But I've met, you know, there are quality men on there. I think it's just the, the selection process, because it's, I I actually had a friend, a friend get mad at me once and yell at me because I had a filter set for height. And he he was not that tall and so fucking adorable. And he's like, one of my favorite people. But and I I see the point because he's like you know he's like I I wouldn't show up in that in that filter and I'm like yeah the thing is though is what you've done is you've handed me like a a digital Rolodex with all my favorite physical qualities in somebody like of course I'm gonna look at them first
1: yeah. like
0: I want to know yeah. who's six four and
1: you know <laughs>
0: got has face yeah. facial hair on this app and works out.
1: Wait, you swipe can, right. <laughs> you, can, you can ask for facial hair.
0: No, <laughs> oh. no. But when they're six oh God, more, I, no I can swipe yeah, through. Yeah. Like, okay, give me the beards. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah all right. of them. I'm like, I'm missing. You that know? <gasps> <gasps> yeah, absolutely. And no. that's where, again, that's where it's fun. And I know that. Yeah, whatever. You could say that this is like superficial, or but also that's the world we live in. This is the technological, you know, time of our existence, and. You can either look at it as, you know, we've evolved to this place and it doesn't have to be like an end all be all. I've had people come into my life because I have fully stepped in to like, this is what I'm calling forward right now. I am dating. I am having fun. I am open to meeting cool people that I have things in common with that also want to have fun. So outside of the date of hinge, um, people have come into my life because I have like told the universe, you know, whatever you want to call that, that this is the phase that I'm in. So it can still happen organically and you can meet somebody, you know, in that way as well. And that's where I think it is important back to like manifesting. And I know that, you know, you're way more like the expert in this world than I am, but like when you, become, I know that this is something that you, you know, speak to in your program. Like when you become that version of yourself that you are looking for, that is when you start drawing in the right people. It's not just like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to shout these affirmations out into the universe and my person's going to walk out my front door. Absolutely not. And that's, what you think manifesting is gonna bring, then you're you know I think you need to take like another look at it, but when you fully embrace that version of of what of what you are looking to call into your life, when that is the energy that you're bringing to the table, it's amazing how the universe does start like answering those requests, and people start like walking in it's uh, it's unreal it's unreal and i'm
0: still i told you i'm still in like this purge phase of getting rid of all the the stuff that's not serving me but the stuff that is starting to come in and the shifts i'm seeing and feeling that's you know the internet will tell you over and over again that manifesting is is magic it's not it's the person who actually just shifts themselves to become what they want become the person that holds space for what you what you want and that's kind of a, like an abstract concept when We we're talking about love because it's like, but I, I won't ever be totally okay being on my own, you know? And I get that because there's always that little, like, it does almost feel like a little void, just a little one where it's like, it would just be nicer if he was here. Mm -hmm. It's, it's when you, your, who you are is bigger than that void. And what we talked about earlier, when you step into a situation and you go as badly as I want this void filled, I'm not compromising who I am. I'm not changing my values. I'm not putting myself in a box. I'm not shrinking myself. I'm not doing it for you because I love me more than I want this void to be filled.
1: Yeah. And you might yeah. be an
0: amazing person, but you're just, you're not going to be a fit. And I am not going to try and make you.
1: Totally. Yeah. I don't want to change anyone. I don't want to change you to be the person that I need you to be because I I have been in a past relationship like that. My, you know, the guy that I dated in my early 20s like I kept seeing his potential. I think a lot of women carry this where you see the potential in another person and you want them to be that version of themselves but they're just not. Maybe they're not ready to step into that fully. And you can't you're not going to change someone. So if you're, you know, dating someone or you're in a relationship with someone and you keep hoping that they're going to be this like highest version of themselves, but they keep tell- showing you again and again and again, that that is just not who they are right now. I think, yeah, that, that requires like a pretty, you know, hard look at what you're accepting and what you're allowing in your life. And, and back to what you were just talking about of like, We think society tells us so often. There's so much language around, like you know, you complete me, or this is my other half. There's and and we have this like mindset. We play this story in our mind of like I am not whole unless I have a partner in my life. And when you can really like, I've unpacked a lot of that, especially, you know, after a 13 year relationship, like who am I on my own? I now do things on my own. And there's, I'm around a lot of couples. And especially as a mom, I'm around a lot of married couples, but it doesn't make me feel less than. Anymore, I'm like not uncomfortable in that. I am like because I know that I bring a lot to the table, and if you want to like invite me somewhere and and you need me to have like a significant other, then like I'm not gonna come, and that's okay. But that's just not like what I'm looking for. I want people in my life that are like, yeah, I love being around you. You don't need to have somebody on your arm or by your side to be whole or complete. Yes. Yes, totally. And I was going to say this earlier
0: when you said maybe I'm just a fan of rom coms. Um, I was actually putting something together yesterday, um, and it it is that it's that messaging that like you need somebody. And actually, what I was actually putting together was that there's this idea that there needs to be toxicity before there can be love, which is mm. almost every rom com that exists right now. It's just mm. like. Your life has to completely blow up. I mean, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, is that realistic? No, but it's like, wow, the level of toxicity in that matches the level of happiness that she gets in the end. I mean, the billionaire, he's hot. He's, you know, into kinky shit. Like, it's just, and then you really look at that movie. And the first one, it was like, holy moly, controlling and just like abusive. And it's, We have normalized this shit to make ourselves think that there is something wrong with us if we don't have a plus one or we don't have a man in our life or like that we are less than and it it sucks, but it's I I appreciate that I realize it now and that I see that, but it sucks for people who are feeling stuck in that and feeling like they are less than and not worthy if Mm. they're not in a relationship.
1: Totally, I love that you brought up Fifty Shades of Grey (laughs) because the like that was the first (laughs) who doesn't love Fifty Shades of Grey. That was the first time for me, anyway, where a book because I started reading the books before the movies came out. Like went to those dark places, and our culture's obsession with that was such an obvious moment of like we are craving this type of whatever it is and you know we don't have to focus on the toxic parts of it but just like the the deep desires the unfulfilled desires part that that book really does bring to the surface of like the sexual side of all of us and back to us being sexual beings like we are drawn we're magnetized towards that and it's why that series was so popular because yeah I think you're right we we love that stuff and we want to have these types of conversations but it hasn't been you know acceptable you're you're naughty or you're slutty or you're bad if you lean too far into that stuff yeah but like (laughs) But bringing that all, like allowing that side of yourself, and yeah, you don't need to be like, I don't know, I don't, I don't need tied to really up. Sure, I don't need to be a picture of oh, being like, pain oh, away, yes.
0: lady, pain away.
1: <laughs> Super out in the open, like it's still it can be private if that's who you yeah. are. If you're a little bit more like. Of a private person, and that's like a more sacred for you. Of course, you don't have to like share this with the world. But I think women really do need permission to go there. I definitely did. I quieted so many of my desires. I felt shame around them. I didn't even know how to communicate them to my partner. I don't even know how to tell him, like, "Hey, I'm curious about this," or "I would love to try this." Like, can we do something new here? I didn't, I didn't even know how to have that conversation, especially because I had been in that relationship for so long. I felt like if I started expressing and opening up about this, like, how is he, is he going to think like, what is he going to think about me? Is he going to think like I've changed or that I'm slutty or, and so I just buried it and didn't voice it. And then you know, because we are these sexual energetic beings, like it has to come out eventually. And for me, it did and it unraveled in like somewhat of a messy way because I had abandoned that part of myself for a really long time. So even for women that are in a long-term relationship, you have these desires that maybe you haven't expressed and you read books or I don't know, you watch porn or whatever the outlet is for you, like find a way to bring that to the surface in whatever like small little micro choice or decision feels comfortable but taking like one little step because yeah to live a lifetime of unfulfilled desires like that is just a life I don't want to live and I would argue that no oh, one I used to live that life
0: no and I would say that any and i I would probably say I'm not by any means a sexual expert on women but you know, since we are taught to kind of like push that down, I would say that any woman who is like, I don't need to be fulfilled. It's because they haven't been fulfilled. Because when you hit that point in the bedroom, holy shit, like it's, it's liberating. Yeah. You know, to know that you really let your authenticity out and like you can be with somebody in a really safe environment and like just really you know, leave it all on the table <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> speaking, <laughs> maybe physically speaking, whatever, well, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: but yeah, I think you know you said, I like that you said, I think women need permission, like I was like, let's fucking give it to them, like go, start, just start small if you're holding yourself back, or and I think you know maybe, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just the men I know, I feel like most men would want their woman to be like this is what I want. Like direct them, guide them, tell them what to do.
1: Absolutely. (sighs) absolutely. Otherwise Otherwise they're just guessing. And they think that you like something that maybe you don't like. So they keep doing it again and again, but you don't like it. You're not into it. And when you have that level of like safety and comfort and trust in a relationship of like, hey, I actually like didn't love that so much. But like, maybe you could try this next time like that. And, and maybe you need to create that environment before you have that type of conversation of like, hey, I'd love to just talk about like some of our wants, needs and desires, like in an open place where nobody takes anything personally. And we can just be super honest with each other. Like, imagine what your sex life would look like if you had those regular conversations. And there's such a ripple effect to that. Like if you're fulfilled in the bedroom, guess what the rest of your life is gonna look like? You are gonna be so magnetic. You're gonna be on a high. You're gonna be like drawing the right people in. There is gonna be so many other positive things that will come your way because you are fulfilled internally and inside. And that like sexual energy, I don't know. Like, I can think of a handful of people in my life that really fully embrace and step into that. And I'm drawn to them, not in like a sexual, like, I want to sleep with you kind of way, but in just a, like, I love being around you because you seem yeah. happy. You seem fulfilled. I want to know like what you're doing, how you're living your life. Like, give me some of that. Like, let's talk about it.
0: Yeah. Well, and exactly. It's, you know, it's like full circle what I'm hearing from you is like you are trying to be more open and honest with who you are and authentically yourself and probably somebody who has that like magnetic sexual energy it's because they are open and honest and authentically themselves and now you're being pulled into that because you are being who you want to be in order to hold space for what you want so full circle on manifesting that's how it works like you you will if you are open to receiving what you want it, it will come into your life. And I'm very much that way. Like people probably get the wrong impression of me all the time, because I will talk about sex for hours on end, not because I want to fuck you, but because I want to know, like, for me, it's like, I, I just, I love hearing that. It's it's such a curiosity of mine. It's like what different people like, and even like, maybe it just gives me ideas. I'm like, Ooh, maybe i will try that, <laughs> you know, but I it's love- like, yeah. it just, I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it more. And it's, yeah i you know I, and it's not like i'm out sleeping around at all it's just it's such a topic of curiosity for me like i just love talking about it it's intriguing
1: yeah I, we all love talking about it and if someone says they don't like talking about sex i don't know i'm like i i have some questions for you of like yeah. why is that I, but i, I probably because like they're just the-
0: uncomfortable
1: Uncomfortable. Well, they probably don't ha- have never had exactly had those types of conversations before. <laughs> yes. They feel nervous. But back to the permission slip piece, like I had somebody step into my life that was like very openly sexual, that was very confident in that sense, and he gave me the permission to bring all of that out inside of me and i'm so grateful for that relationship because without it i don't know if i would be standing here today feeling so comfortable talking about it because yeah for back to like women feeling the need feeling like we have to fit into this like perfectly curated little box of the way society tells us women should be and behave and act like men also if like that's what you're into like they want to have these conversations they want to know what you want and if you're brave enough or you have the courage or confidence to initiate that type of conversation the walls can drop you can you feel like instantly comfortable with the person and asking them like what are your desires like have you do you have any unfulfilled desires that you would like to live out like how fun would that relationship be if you you know approach somebody that you're interested in in that way and you and you both got to like live out some of those desires that you haven't fulfilled yet i mean that sounds fun to me (laughs) it's
0: like it reminded me i I don't know if you're a friends fan but there's a scene when ross and rachel are together and he's like afraid to tell her about the princess leia and she goes honey, if you tell me, I might do it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes, you might actually get something fulfilled. And yeah, you know, it giving back to the permission slip again, I was just thinking like, yeah, if you're in that relationship, and you've been holding something back, like, go for it. That's the permission, go for it. Like, let it out, because it just strengthens your, like, when you have a, when, when somebody fulfills you like that in the bedroom, and like, you've directed them on how to please you and then they do it like man the bond strengthens like something shifts and you're just like wow and then it's like okay what else can we talk about that's not bedroom related like how can we make this relationship stronger and stronger and stronger but I think to your point a lot of women get to the point where it's like well I can't say anything now you can you always can And even if let's say worst case scenario, you say something and he absolutely loses his mind and like leaves that, then you weren't being you, you were not being authentically you and the universe just opened up a spot for you to meet somebody who's going to allow you to be authentically you. And that's how I look at every situation now, because so many people have like exited my life over the past year, friends and otherwise. And every time it, as much as it hurts and the empty feeling and like, Oh my God, what's happening. It's been like, okay, I can, I physically imagine the space now where I'm like somebody new is going to come in. That's more equipped to hold space for me and whoever I am and whatever emotions I'm having and whoever I'm being like, there's somebody now who's about to enter my life that is just more aligned with who I am. And that gets me excited. That gets me past, like, the oh my God, oh my God, somebody else is gone. No, I'm like, no, somebody's coming.
1: Yeah. Again, that's metaphorically to- speaking, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's back to the like lack versus abundance <laughs> mindset. If you're yes. constantly focused on like all the people, why are these people leaving versus exactly as you said, this is creating space for the people that are in alignment to walk into my life like again you're every time you say yes to someone you're saying no to all these other things so the second you start saying no and feeling like if if any relationship and this kind of you know i love this idea of taking social inventory of your life where you really take a hard look at the relationships in your life of how do I feel when I walk away? As you talk about, like, is this an energy drain or is this giving energy to me? And if there is a relationship in your life that again and again is draining and you have all of these signs, there's all these red flags that you're ignoring them. What would happen if you really took a hard look at that and approached it with a lens of, I have this, I have so much abundance in my life and I have so much to offer and give, and this person is not meeting me halfway. I need to maybe cut this cord so that I create more room for the people that I actually want to draw in and that I actually want to spend my time with. Like I yeah, we we settle so much. We settle oh, for so easily. We settle for contentment and I you know, um I heard this line recently of like there's no worse place than like being lukewarm happy and lukewarm miserable because that's like contentment we're not we're not in enough pain to make a change and we're not feeling like happy enough to like be thriving so we're just in this like mediocre middle ground gray area that is like not fulfilling but most of us won't we won't do anything about that until it gets really bad and in yeah. that like mediocre place that's what it gets messy that's before it gets super complicated and that's actually the time to make a shift or make a change
0: yeah and the, you know the other thing I will say just as you were going through all of that I'm like yeah that was me I didn't make that lukewarm change and I let things get to the point where I mean still like I'm unraveling it and like I feel like my life is falling apart I also for the first time in my life like I'm letting it And so to the people who haven't made the lukewarm change and you're asking for things and you want big things, you want the love, you want the job, you want the money, you want the career, you want the baby, you want the house, you want whatever it is that you're like, this is such a big thing and I don't know how I'm going to get it. And then all of a sudden shit starts to fall apart. Let it and just like take the necessary steps and feel the fear and feel the pain and feel like it it feels like it's building up, like it's getting worse, but it is clearing space. And mm. the reason that I say that is because I have been clearing space slowly all year for things that I asked for. Like I asked for people to get out of my life. And then I was in a situation ship, and I was like, I need this to go away because I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm not feeling safe enough. I'm not feeling strong enough to stop seeing this person. And then like a month later, he was like, I'm uh, I'm moving to Florida. And I was like, I'll miss you. Bye. (laughs) Like it was like weird shit like that over and over again throughout the year. And then I still didn't have like this, the things that I wanted. And then now I'm like, I'm moving back to the East coast and I'm like, oh my God, my life is falling apart. But I'm like, no, it's falling together. It just feels like it's falling apart. So that's why I say like, if you want something and you say something that is authentically aligned with you and your life blows up, it needs to. You've got to let it.
1: Totally. You've got to yeah. let it. And if, you're, if you're clinging to the way that like your life was, you're trying to grip tight and hold on to this idea of how you think or thought your life was supposed to look, that is only going to prolong it. That's going to Mm -hmm. likely make it harder. But if all the signs keep showing up of like, yeah, things are falling apart. It feels messy. This feels super hard. And don't get me wrong. I was the same way. Shit had to get so bad for me to be able to really step away. And it did take. It, it was, it was hard. It was months of like being alone and having to feel the hard feelings, but I really leaned into it. I wasn't rushing it. I had to feel all of it. I had to go to those depths. I had to have some dark nights of the soul to get me to the place where I'm in now, where I can look back. And it's always like hindsight is 20, 20 you know, when you, yeah. once you see things. So, it's so easy there, to see there. when you reflect. <laughs> totally. And and someone that may be listening is like, yeah, night good for you that you're in this like great place <laughs> having fun dating like must be nice it is but <laughs> but I want to say like it hasn't always been this way I wasn't <laughs> dating when I was in the hard stuff I was like right fully embracing being alone and what my body was asking for I was very much leaning into like what do I need right now I don't need to like be on a dating app I had no desire to be a I had no desire to go on dates. I knew I needed to be alone. I knew I needed to move through and feel all of those hard, heavy emotions in order to get to the place that I'm in now where everything is fun. And I am super excited to be dating and things are falling together now. Exactly. As you said, things do need to fall apart in order for them to fall together.
0: Yeah. And I, one of my sayings is make peace with the opposite. Like, it's just like you said, like, it's like in those moments in that, that moment, those moments of like pain where we're like crying on our bathroom floor and we think it's never going to stop. And we reach for something to fill that void. Like, just don't reach, let it just be, let it, let the sadness hit, let all of it hit and then learn to sit in that and go through it. And that is what will take you to that, like falling together kind of thing where it feels like it's never going to come, but it will, it fucking will. It always does. Totally,
1: totally. And the like, we live in such a world where we've normalized numbing, like numbing the emotions, whether it's like you know a cocktail or whatever the thing is—an antidepressant or like (laughs) a dating app, (laughs) a dating app, exercising, yeah, or sex, like porn, whatever the thing is. Like we, those those things have become so normalized where Mm -hmm. you're avoiding the thing that needs to be felt you're avoiding the thing that really needs the like those confronting moments to feel it and to look at it and to question and get curious because that once you really give yourself permission to like go to those places and don't get me wrong it's hard sucks. It's awful. It's not like a fun feeling, but once you do make it through and likely you'll have like a pretty visceral moment of like, I fucking did it. I like, I'm through it. I'm ready. And, and like, I'm in a good place and I'm ready to like call in that person that, I have been like wanting for myself. But if you rush into it, you're likely gonna continue those same patterns and cycles that you've always been living in.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you could I couldn't have said it better myself. It's like you have to just allow the feelings that you're so afraid to feel. Yeah. Cause that's what's gonna take you to that level where you're open for what you actually want. That's what makes you stronger not weaker. Our society also says that that's weaker, like feeling these negative emotions and you know being sad and anger. It's all weak, but it's not. It's actually really healthy to process them. Um, I, by the way, am now so excited for both of us for 2024 because I feel like we both purged all this shit in 2023 and I'm done purging universe. I'm done. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Please send me the good <laughs> stuff. I would like the money and the guy. Please. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. When it when it's meant to happen, it will happen. Um, um totally. Totally. But I, I'm honestly totally like, excited for 2024.
1: Me too. And even hearing you say that, I'm like, god, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, like maybe <laughs> slow down <laughs> slow down a little bit for me. I want to take my time. I'm in like the fun phase. Well, 2024 is, is a whole yet. year. We're yeah.
0: recording this on 12/19/2023, so Maybe you got till twelve, nineteen, twenty twenty four and then boom.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And I have had a conversation with my future child. My um I did an ayahuasca ceremony last year and had yes. like, a very like beautiful and real if you've never done psychedelics then maybe like this is planning for you. But <laughs> nope loving um, <laughs> just had such a yeah a a very real moment with that future child who like is coming and and that's where i think like trust or faith in the universe or source or god or whatever it is that you believe in like having that deep level of trust with whatever your heart desires desires whether that's a child or a relationship or a career or a vacation or an adventure like whatever the thing is it doesn't have to make sense to anyone but you and if you really deep down like fully believe it and for me that's where i love psychedelics because i have this like very real vision in my mind of who this person is and so i know it's coming i'm not like worried about how or when it's gonna happen i just know it's coming Mm -hmm. and that i think is like the truth in manifesting when you deep down believe it like to your core that it is happening or that it's coming and you release this idea of it has to happen by this date that's when those things are really going to start showing up in your life
0: i feel like you should just teach my course (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you could Because that, I mean, again, I couldn't have said it better. Like, yeah, letting go of the how and the when is so important in manifesting. Like, you don't know how it's going to show up. And, you know, unfortunately, you don't know when. But also, fortunately, you get to fucking live until it does. And like, when you are living to the fullest extent in your true authenticity, it doesn't matter what's not here. Yeah, you might desire things like, oh, I can't imagine how much better my life is going to be when this amazing man shows up. But I'm not this shell of a human being being like, Oh, I am so I, I have no worth because I don't have a husband yet. And that's the difference. Again, energy doesn't lie, like same situation looking in, but like, it's the energy behind it. And I'm, focused on like building my company and building my coaching business and really helping women step into that power in the meantime. And like, I know he's just going to enhance all that power within me once he gets here, because I'm going to be able to say like, dude, this works. Like I have the perfect person in my life for me now because I became the version of myself who wasn't feeling any lack and wasn't feeling a, huge void in her life. You know, like it makes a difference how you carry yourself and that energy behind who you're being.
1: Totally. And there's so many ways to enjoy the process along the way. Like, I think we get so caught up in focusing on the negative and not, I think, I know we do, but like the little, the most simple things. And this is something that I just like really step into fully in my own life. Like I'm so excited to get out of bed in the morning to move my body or drink my cup of coffee. And I drink I enjoy, like, I create this, like, very delicious cup of coffee the way that I like it, and I slowly sip on it, and I write things that I'm grateful for, and I am so happy doing that on my own. Yes, of course, like, it will be fun if there's somebody next to me that I'm, like, joking and, like, making fun of, or, like, whatever our little, like, things are together. Yes, Your banter. But I'm not, like, yeah, but I'm not, like, waiting for that moment. I feel... I enjoy it. And this is just one little example, but I enjoy it so much by myself. I don't need somebody there with me because I am happy doing it on my own. And it is just going to amplify that level of enjoyment when, whenever that comes, when someone is there with me. And I think that really is like a pretty big mindset shift for a lot of people too. It's like enjoying the little things, do it alone. Because there's beauty in all of that too. Life, when you choose to fully live and embrace like the beauties, the little beauties, it can be the smallest thing. That like is really when you can enjoy being alone, and you're not like desperate to have to bring somebody into your experience because you are happy and fulfilled by yourself. First. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect way to say it. Cause I think
0: a lot of times it's like, you know, we get these messages, like when it's, when you stop looking for it, that it will show up. And I, that makes me literally want to like cut my own throat <laughs> because I'm like, okay, fuck off yeah. married yeah. people. But it's, it's when you stop needing it, it's not, we don't stop desiring it. We're wired for connection. We're wired for love, yeah. but that visual that you have with like that amazing person who you're sitting there with like bantering with or just poking fun at each other because that's what you do like that's because you left space open for the right person to come in and if you're feeling a void or feeling a lack then it's just whoever shows up you're gonna be like okay you fit here and then that banter is no longer actually fun because you're it's actually like you're actually trying to cut each other down or whatever example you want to give but it's not The way you imagined it, because you didn't allow the process to unfold. So when you find these little things that like, you know, like you said, I'm writing my gratitude journal every day. Like this is something that I really enjoy for myself. It's not that you're not still wanting that person to be there. It's just, I'm finding gratitude in what I have right now. So yeah, it's that mindset shift of like, you don't have to be totally okay with being single. Like, I don't think a lot of people are really okay with that. Like it's, it's not always fun but it's way more fun if you allow it to be than being in the wrong relationship, at least my my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do everything by myself than be in the wrong relationship. I think I've been in the wrong relationship. It's not, oof, yuck. Oh, thank you. I don't want to do it again.
1: Yeah, no one does because likely that person is not making you feel good about yourself. And when you don't feel good about yourself, you are not showing up like the most authentic version that you are you're not calling in the right things in all the other aspects of your life you're shrinking you're keeping yourself small you're keeping yourself in a box and that is the like the slow drip that that creates for a life like living a lifetime of that that sounds miserable and I think a lot of people settle for that And yeah, if there's anything that you could like someone could take away from this conversation on my end, it is like just knowing that you don't have to settle. You don't have to just because society has told you this is the way that your life is supposed to look. Yeah, it may be messy if you decide to make a change for a little while. But let me tell you, once you make it through to the other side, oh man, the like, level of joy and fulfillment and beauty and connection that is possible is so much bigger than the way that you're like choosing to live right now it's endless really is like i love this idea of boundless love when i my ayahuasca ceremony last year somebody brought that up and like that to me feels like the deepest level of living is like just boundless like in all of your relationships, even like the person you meet at the grocery store, like just giving exuding love to everybody and everything. That is such a magnetic energy that like really draws people in. But if you're in the wrong relationship and you're shrinking yourself, you are not going to be showing up that way.
0: No, because you're not giving yourself that love. Like shrinking yourself is a form of, I mean, self abandonment, self sabotage, but it's It's not self-love. Like you are saying, I need to be less than what I actually am to, I mean, pretend to be happy because you're not really happy, but you can't give something to somebody else that you can't give to yourself first so that you're not giving to yourself. So every time you shrink yourself and you say, well, I'm just a giving person. I just love too much. You're actually not. You're living in fear that people won't like you. So it's, it's, I love that boundless love. And it's such a cool concept when you really think about it, like the, the endless love that you can give somebody and to know that you can love somebody wholeheartedly and still say you boundary, that's the self-love piece where it's like you, I can't, I can't do this because I can't shrink myself for you. That comes back in truckloads and Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Love it. Okay. Um, I think that's a good place to stop. I love this conversation. We could go on for hours. <laughs> I could talk for hours um, about this stuff. Where that. can people find you? I'm gonna yes. put it on the show notes too.
1: Yes, Instagram is definitely the best place. So that is at it's Sierra Story. Um Also, my podcast, The Mama Fire Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's available. But those definitely are the um, the best place to stay
0: Perfect. And we did not ask this in the beginning. Um, well, I guess I'll put it in the intro, but um, who do you work with?
1: Yes, I work one on one with moms specifically. I, you know, take women on a journey. We unpack everything mind, body, soul, home to really get to like the depths and the root of who are you? What Is the life that you want to be living and where is the disconnect? Like, what does your life look like right now? What are the places where you feel unfulfilled? And let's move through those places together to really lay the foundation and start building that like dream life that you deeply, deeply crave. And you know, motherhood is motherhood naturally is like a death rebirth season because you are releasing surrendering letting go of that maiden essence that version of yourself that was you know before you became a mother and for a lot of us for myself like it happens so slowly where well it happens (laughs) it happens very abruptly but (laughs) the realization internally, that of what's taking place can happen really slowly until you wake up one day and you just don't recognize your person you see in the mirror, whether that's like your body is physically shifted in a big way, mentally shifted in a big way. And yeah, we break break a lot of that down together. So it really is. That's amazing. um, I
0: love it. And I'm sure so many moms need it mm. because it's not easy to navigate this stuff.
1: Yeah, we're not meant to do it alone is the thing definitely not the saying it takes a village to raise a child it's (laughs) so true and there's so much emphasis and focus on how are you parenting how are you mothering how are you showing up for your children and my experience working with moms is like how who's showing up for you who's asking you these questions like are you checking in on yourself because you it's all connected at the end of the day like You are such a better mother parent when you're taking care of yourself first. And this is a little bit like a controversial opinion, but anybody that's a mom understands that you have to put yourself first. You know, that that like analogy of, you know, when you're on the airplane and a emergency happens, you have to put on your air mask first before you can assist your child. It's like you have to take care of you first. You have to make sacrifices sometimes in order to take care of yourself so that you can be the best version for your child so that you can be the model that your child needs. And, you know, I I had this experience with my own mom where she put her children before and above everything else. And I carried a lot of that as well. Her mom did the same. It's so, it runs so deep for a lot of women and being able to unpack, unpack that. And, just be confident, knowing that if I take care of myself first, everything else is going to be well taken care of too.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause I'm sure, I I mean, again, society doesn't push that. So I think a lot of moms need that. I am not a mom yet, but I'm sure when I get there, it will be hard to put myself first. Um, Cause you just have this whole little person that you're in charge of in every way, shape and form. And it's like, ah, but you can't, from, what's that saying? From a half an full cup. cup. Yeah, yeah, an empty cup. An empty cup.
1: <laughs> totally, yeah. And it gets, di- it's difficult to, that's again why it's difficult to navigate on your own because you do have this beautiful, precious little being that needs you for everything. And you want to be with them. You want to give everything to them. But you have to slow down to make sure that your needs are fulfilled too. And it sometimes it requires somebody on the outside to be able to hold up that mirror and allow you to take a really hard look at what are those little choices that you're making every day that are adding up over, over time that are making you lose yourself in motherhood. Like, let's look at that. Let's talk about that. Let's maybe make some little shifts so that you don't continue living your life in that way because the buildup of that over time becomes more and more challenging to unravel the longer it, the longer it goes on.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I think the work you do is great and I love you and I love these conversations and I feel like we should have more of them more often.